Okay. Hello and welcome to the Level Cap Podcast of Suffering. Suffering. Marco and I are both suffering today and we're ready to inflict it upon you as well. Or otherwise. There will be no otherwise, only suffering. Suffering! Ugh, I'm in agony! Yeah. Marco, do you want to tell us about something agonizing? Uh, well, a lot of things. There is gross economic inequality in the world. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but more good, importantly good. to me personally in this very moment is that I am not feeling in tip-top shape because I have a growth in my ear. I think it's oh, too much TMI, TMI. Marco, stop with stop with suffering. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm also not feeling too great, but not as bad as Marco. Oh Um, my gosh! (laughs) Oh my gosh! Here you go. You hijack my suffering and then make it your own. Ah. Yeah, actually, I'm suffering way worse than Marco. I mean, he's got this thing, but my thing is way worse. Man, my feet, my feet hurt so bad. Yep, let me tell you. I'm Brad Talton. I'm so tired because I went on a beautiful vacation visiting all sorts of national parks. I've been hiking in Utah for like four days straight. Oh, my feet are killing me. It's the worst. The suffering. Ugh. Man, nature's beauty causes me to suffer so much. Oh, look at me. You sound like a Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge character now. (laughs) The ocean. (laughs) The ocean says yes. Uh, Anyway. Little did you know, Brad, I'm actually just a Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge character. The marquee you know is not real. I uh, do not disbelieve that statement. <laughs> That's kind of sad. What does that say about me? Oh my god! It's just, it's just, uh, it's just little Kribo on the other side taunting me. Yeah, like, for all these years, you just never knew, man. You just never knew. Like all those It'd battle be a shame guys, because then you could use all your massive star power. Yeah, if I was actually just little Kribo <laughs> in like CGI Filipino like a disguise, sock puppet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, that would be really great. Sadly, I am not. Uh, welcome everyone to this very special episode of the Level Cat Podcast. It's special because um, it's episode number sixty-two, and it is the first yep. time we've done episode number sixty-two. So there's that. Yeah, the suffering episode. This, yeah, actually, you know what? The title of this episode is now "Suffering." Um, <coughs> see the sounds of suffering. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a little bit of suffering for you. Oh my gosh! Um, In all seriousness, so though, Marco, tell me how how are you how are you doing today? Uh, well, suffering. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. But um, yeah, I'm doing pretty great, actually. Like, not physically, but like mentally, at least I'm okay. I'm kind of um, a bit upset, though. Um, oh, okay. Great, we, great. Tell yeah, us about, about that. About, about my upset. Uh, wait, what's the noun version of upset? Upsetedness? Upset. Upception? Okay, whatever. I've been trying to get a... Um, Play by post Mystic Imperian game going in a server on Discord, and it has not been working out. <laughs> that sounds really difficult. I mean, play by post is already tough, but Mystic for play Imperian? by post, you kind of want to just do it as a forum. Yes, because we are crazy. Play for Mystic Imperians happened before. 
Oh, Matt, have you done that? Have you done it? I haven't personally. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a, really a big RPG person, which is is troubling because I wrote this big RPG. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it goes. Oh. Anyway, well, I'm quite the opposite of you because I'm physically uh, very fine, but emotionally very distressed. Oh so no, it all why? Balances out between us. We have one person of absolute suffering and one person of perfect fitness. So if we fusioned so. and then like met our fingers, and then split wrong. apart. Yeah, I would be totally okay, and you would be in terrible shape. Hey, wait a minute. Why would I be the one who's in terrible shape? Uh, I feel like you're just a magnet for suffering, Marco. Oh, gosh. I do live in the Philippines. But that aside, um, why why are you so emotionally distraught, Brad? Uh, well, it's the shipping stuff for Argent and Exceed. I expected it would go out like right at the end of February, you know, right after Chinese New Year Festival ended. But instead, it's taken a long time for them to load it on a boat and actually ship it out to us. So it looks like, you know, people's worst predictions were true, that it was probably going to show up later in April than in or than in late March. Uh. Um, and that's kind of disappointing to me, mainly because I, you know, I was optimistic. And I was like, I was like, look, we're going to get it out right after February. We're going to, you know, ship it over. And it's a realistic timeline, but it was not actually within my control and so now that it hasn't happened i have to go back and say like sorry guys i was optimistic when i should have been pessimistic and been all doom and gloom suffering Uh, yeah exactly but you can't really be all doom and gloom when you're running the kickstarter project you kind of have to be optimistic anyway so it's either like you're either optimistic or you just don't say anything because uh, you don't want to be like, oh, well, guys, sorry, like this is the worst. I don't expect anybody to do anything right, and it's going to arrive in April, maybe even June, and uh, or maybe even May. And the like, nobody wants to hear that from the Kickstarter project creator. Yeah, that, so that's very discouraging. Have to, <laughs> you have to put on a brave face. At the same time, I I did make some poor assumptions, uh, given the past track record of our factories. So I probably should have just expected that things were going to take longer. Oh, man, that's unfortunate. Uh, do you want to talk more uh, about that on is. the pipeline, I guess? Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about all the steps that go into the fulfillment process um, and, and where exactly things have slowed up for us. Yeah. All right. But before we get into that, Brad, I'd like to ask you, on this fine New Mexico morning, I can finally say it, man, in the previous episode, Alice was here and like... I couldn't say yeah, New Mexico Yeah, I listened Mexico to your morning. episode. Oh, I couldn't say New Mexico morning, Brad. I had to say New Cleveland morning. I don't know. I'm so sad. <laughs> old England morning. Old England. A jolly old, a jolly old English morning to you. Oh, yes. Or something like that. Quite, quite, quite. All right. Um, so what have you been doing? Uh, yeah, what have you been up to? What have you been doing this New Mexico morning? Uh, this morning, not too much. We record pretty early since it's late for you. And, oh, uh, right. Well, what world. have you been doing, like, prior, like, you know, what media prior, have you consumed? I have been watching, what have I been watching? I've been watching uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures more. Uh, I got through Battle Tendency, or I'm, I'm getting through Battle Tendency, the second season. Okay. I skipped ahead to watch the third one, Stardust Crusaders, and then I came back to watch the second one. Uh, they don't really care too much if you watch them out of order, except for one and three, kind of, you need to know what's going on, but... Um, but two, you can watch between those and it's, it's fine. Anyway, so I'm watching (laughs) more Jojo. Um, what else have I done? Um, I've been playing a lot of board games with, uh, Ithri. 
So we've kind of started this two-player game club where every morning one of us brings a game to work and we play the game with each other and uh, and see what we think of it. Yeah, last time you guys Recently, did Pyramid, right? Pyramid something? Pyramid Arcade, yeah. Yeah, Pyramid Arcade. So this week we played, let's see if I can remember all the games we played. Uh, Tuesday we played Word Domination. Wednesday we played Hardback. Thursday we played, um, what's the name of the game? Fugitive. Ooh. These are all games that are so. Um, are they thematically uh, sorry, related? Hard, they're they're kind of thematically. They're from the same sort of publisher group. Um, Fugitive and uh, Fugitive and Hardback are both by Tim Fowers, who runs Fowers Games. And then Word Domination is by Jeff, who's a friend of his, who is not part of Fowers Games, but kind of sells through Tim's online store and shows up at conventions with him. So they're kind of in one like publisher group kind of it's a little weird yeah. it's a little weird because they they don't sell to distribution they only do direct sales so he's kind of his own distributor it's um but the the basics of it is that uh that you know tim manages the sales and fulfillment of jeff's game uh, okay. so they all come from and and supply some of the artists it looks like the the art styles are very similar in both these games so mm-hmm. They, oh, yeah. uh, they have a they have a similar look kind of like in the same way that like Fabio drew um, you know like battle for Baternia so it kind of looks like a level 99 game even though it's by a different group oh yeah um, and and since we've helped them out with you know with other things um, you know basically finding the talent to build the game it looks kind of similar to the stuff that we make yeah I mean it even that's, like that sort of situation even the concept for Baternia is kind of level 99 gamesy so yeah, I let's take Still a video game and make a, a board game. Board game. Yeah. Still need to do a video, a mobile board game. Oh man, uh, I can't wait to see what your more what your mobile board game would look like. Hmm. I don't know. That's why I haven't done it yet. Disc duelers. <laughs> Disc duelers could easily be stru- structured as a MOBA. Right? It would be kind of cool, and you'd actually have physical lanes, huh? huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm, but, now that I think about it. Ooh, well, that that is literally a video game, though. So, hmm. no. No, anyway. All right. But that's uh, that's that's what what uh, that's what we've been up to over here. Ooh. How about yourself, Marco? What uh, media have you been been consuming recently? Okay. Do you want me to? Okay, you have a choice, Brad. Welcome to choose your own Marco's part of the segment. Okay. I yep. I have two choices for you. I could talk about a video game, which is a roguelike dungeon crawler. Or I can mm-hmm. talk about a manga or manga that I've been uh, reading. Well, I've got an even better idea, what, Marco. Why don't we stop and ask the fans? So you there listening to us at home, if you want to hear about Marco's roguelike game, then press one. Uh, just sit there. And if you want to hear about Marco's manga, then um, you can stand up and raise your hands and spin around three times. And then sit back down, and the segment will change based on what you do. Oh yeah, because this is all part of our new magical podcast technology. Uh, yep, yep, th- yep. That we developed called uh, the Level Ninety Cast, Ninety Nine Cast, the Ninety Nine Forecast. Right there, you go. Where right, so, but any- anyway, anyway, we we will pause. We'll pause for a second. Let you make your decision. All right. Dun 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 d
All right. It looks like you stood up, raised your hands, and spun around three times. You ready to hear about Marco's latest manga adventure? Yay! Welcome to Marco's latest manga adventure. Okay, my the the manga that I've been reading and I really like so far is called Hanakaku: The Last Girl Standing. So, um, mm-hmm. is this one of those battle royale things? No, no. Ironically, it's not a battle royale manga. It's not very gory at all. It's actually about a um, a girl named Hanaka or Ando Hanaka, and she is a um, petite girl, a small girl, uh, very shy, uh, very um, demure, I guess. Um, and essentially, she through some series of events uh, because she's been bullied, whatever. Basically, she ends up joining the MMA club of her school. Huh. Mixed martial... It's a mixed martial arts manga about uh, female mixed martial artists. And it's very interesting to me so far because um, what I thought would be like a manga that involves, you know, just characters like shonen manga where it's like, oh, it's... It's the main character, and they have this cool superpower that nobody else has, and it makes them the best at the sport, and stuff like that. I mean, it obviously has that kind of element, right? Like, um, the main character, Ando, she's, she's like, really scared and, like, easily frightened, but it kind of, like, translates into fighting, because when somebody throws a punch at her, she just runs away from it real fast. So uh-huh. it, it ends up like being that through the years of her being like scared and bullied and something like that, like she's gained some sort of like danger sense. Like that's that's the superpower part. But like what really uh-huh. makes the manga interesting is that it talks about there's a lot. A lot of the manga is actually dedicated towards, you know, becoming a better person, becoming a stronger person. What's the meaning of real strength? And, um, you know, with somebody who has power, what does a what does a person who is powerful do? Um, there's a really powerful, <laughs> there's a really strong moment in the manga, <laughs> wherein, um, mm-hmm. wherein, so um, Andu's been training with her teammates for a long while, maybe a few months, and uh, she's seen that a lot of her teammates are actually really strong, like you know, national level fighters, and um, the girl who actually ropes her into the MMA club is one of the strongest fighters in the nation, or at least in the prefecture they're in mm-hmm. and um you know that's why she joins because you know this girl suddenly shows up when you know the ando's getting bullied or something and she's like oh i want to be strong like her which is why she joins the mma club um, okay yeah so she so ando finally realizes that you know she can't keep running away from her problems and she decides to become stronger by joining the mma club uh, what she doesn't realize though what first is that she thinks that strength is about the ability to like fight someone or kick a door down okay so this is so this is like every every shonen manga ever yeah and i mean like, i guess like that's the, that's that's not a that's not a especially novel plot no no, no. i um, mean like i think the point here is that there is at one point another character shows up and uh she's also like a national regional fighter or something like that who uses uh-huh. her ability to like she's actually a decent fighter but she's also like i guess like a popular because she's pretty so she's a pretty Uh but she's also a fighter basically she uses her strength to bully people and at some Mm -hmm. point the main character realizes that you know strength isn't necessarily your ability to punch people 
but your ability to stand okay. up for what you believe in. So I guess it's okay, a okay. typical like shonen plot, but you know, it's mixed in with um, them actually explaining how the martial arts moves work. So, you know, it's like, this is how you put somebody in an arm bar or an arm lock and, you know, so I, I see. It sounds it sounds like the traditional shonen manga, but maybe it's been recast for young women instead. Maybe, uh, yeah, that, maybe that kind of seems because most of the like the shojo type comics are very much, you know, like oh, you know, popularity would be the prettiest, you know, fight evil by moonlight, that kind of thing. Yeah, they don't, um, they don't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't really focus on like like physical confrontation, um, yeah. But in the way that this one does, so I guess that might be that might be the the twist. Yeah, I think that that's it's, it's it's that genre, but now you know f- uh, for women. Yeah, I guess I guess that's it. So yeah, I mean, like I find it to be very interesting. The art's kind of kind of nice, um, but really, it's. Yeah, I think I think that's I think you you've you got it in the whole. It's basically a shonen manga, but it's like written as if it were Jose, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like, you know, it's like the setting is for like women or something like that and I find it to be pretty cool, you know. Maybe I just have a thing for like brawlers. Oh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you just like it because it's a brawler manga yeah yeah maybe maybe <laughs> oh no 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 marco that was a trap all along oh my gosh oh, so that's pretty much what i've been doing um you know uh, maybe i should talk about more of the cool manga that i've been reading um maybe introduce well, people to cool manga that yeah. isn't just like yeah we should we should talk about these these more in the yeah. future excellent all right brad um i'm sorry that i have to do this to you Okay. But we have to move on to the next segment, and that involves talking about the pipeline. Uh, oh, okay. Where we talk well, about game development stuff, and, you know, game development ain't always pretty. Take it away. Yeah, it's true. Um, at least I know that you won't won't, uh, won't judge me too harshly on, you know, live audio. Um, but our friends at home, you can judge me harshly, and you can leave your comments in the comments, and I'll read them, and I'll be sad, and you'll know that you've made me sad, and and then you'll feel vindicated for having to wait an extra month for Argent and for Exceed Season Two. So if that's what you need to do, then go ahead and do it. It's cool. He can take it's it. Cool, I he, can take it. He's a big boy. Um. Anyway, so pipeline, right? So once your games are finished and produced then it's time to actually get them over the ocean and to your fulfillment centers. So before all this, you've probably, uh, if you're going to offer super cheap shipping like we did in Argent and Exceed, you have all of these, um, you have all these fulfillment centers lined up. And the fulfillment centers are in regions around the world. We have one in Australia. We have one in Europe. <clears throat> we have one in Canada. China. We have one in Asia. Yeah, China. And um, we have one in the USA. Uh, this is so that all of our major, um, like the areas where most people are getting our games from, are able to get them without paying customs fees and also at a much cheaper rate. For example, it cost me probably 80 or $90 to ship a case of Exceed Season 2 to Australia, but I can ship a pallet of Exceed Season 2 to Australia for like maybe fifteen hundred, two thousand, three thousand dollars, and then ship the individual units out for only twenty or thirty. 
So once you hit a certain scale, about um, about 100 to 200 people, it makes sense to start using these fulfillment centers in each of those different regions. I see, I see. I think we covered a lot of this in the uh, episode 59, I think, where we talked about mm-hmm. uh, fulfillment. And, uh, you know, what, what, what things did we leave out of that episode? Did we miss anything? Or did some things so... go not according to plan? So the main thing that uh, that's left out of that is the actual like freight forwarding uh, portion of this. So ah. um, what we do is you don't coordinate uh, this kind of stuff yourself because it is pretty much somebody's full-time job to make sure that this gets loaded on the boats and where it gets picked up and where it gets warehoused at port and all that kind of stuff. So what we do is we have a freight forwarder. And we tell the freight, we give the freight forwarder this big document that's a plan of all the places we're going to ship and what we're going to ship to each place and how many units. The factory then boxes it all up, and the freight forwarder uh, schedules a local delivery agent to pick up the goods to ship them to the different areas, then to um, ship the, then to uh, deliver them, you know, put them on boats and deliver them to the different countries. The and then in those countries, when you get when you when the freight arrives. The, the, um, the freight forwarder has another agent that imports it, that does all the customs, paperwork, any kind of, uh, you know, like uh, official documentation that you have to do when you receive freight shipments from overseas, which is actually pretty complex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they do all that stuff for you with, uh, with your power of attorney. And then they will um, ship the game to whatever its final destination is, be that your warehouse or their warehouse. And in the case of in the case of some of our older projects, our freight forwarder would actually take the games into their warehouse, split them into a Canadian shipment and a USA shipment and a shipment for our distribution center, uh, separate from our fulfillment center, and then split those three off and uh, and move them around. So they they do a lot of stuff. They will basically be able to, you can call them up at any time and say like, hey, what's the status of all this stuff? And you can get a live status report. Ooh, that's nice. So that's... It's pretty nice. Um, at the same time, they are also coordinating with people overseas. So very often you call them up and you're like, hey, what's the status on this thing? And they're like, well, we can let you know tomorrow because it's in China and the people at China aren't at work right now. So, oh. You know, that's uh, that's part of it. Now, um, again, I'm not super savvy with all the shipping stuff, uh, mm-hmm. as you might have guessed by <laughs> the way that I've botched some of the shipping in the past. But don't let them it, know, uh, don't let them see. Be the good ship you always have to be. Oh dear, where's that from? Frozen. Frozen? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, keep going. Wow. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Um so um anyway, that's the that's the, the long and short of it. Mm. Is that you know things things go out. You know they have to they have to call the ocean freight ocean liners bulk of shipment, get it loaded from the factory to the place. Um, in the case of some of these games, we have like two or three factories working together, and they all have to be consolidated together. So, um, for example, in this case, like one of our factories was a little slower than the other, um, and so it it made us delay our book our boat booking for one day. Ah, stuff like that. It's it's all just like mm. anyway. Okay. So so that's where that's where fulfillment is at. Once it gets there, it goes out really quick because we've already got everything uploaded to all the different fulfillment centers, and they are ready to just you know throw things out as soon as they are ready. But 
you know, the ocean line is shipping, you know, it takes a week to like load all the containers onto the boat. The boat sails across the ocean for two weeks, takes another week to take everything off the boat. Sometimes if you're in, like when we ship to the USA, they actually ship to San Francisco and then, or LA, and then they do, tra they take it by train from LA up to Chicago, and then they actually import it in Chicago. So it's not considered to technically be in the country until it reaches Chicago for uh, for disembarkment. Wait, the, wait, what? Really? Yeah, it's 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 weird. If it doesn't clear customs, it's not in the country. Even if it is in the country. Yeah, even if it's physically in the country, it's not. I don't know, like legally in the country. <laughs> Illegal board games. Oh, welcome to yeah, the dark, yeah, seedy yeah. underbelt of. Back trade illegal board games. Yeah, they they were gonna build a they should have they were gonna build a wall in Mexico. But they should have built it in L.A. in the bay, so that <laughs> freight ships can't get through. I I yeah, it breaks down really fast. Yeah, anyway, okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> your right. board games don't legally enter the country until until they get to Chicago. Strangely enough. Oh my God! So, Brad. I, I have a question for you that is probably on all of the listeners' minds. Um, do we have an exact date? Uh, we do not have an exact date yet, and I am working on that. So I thought what I, I did is I, I he said like like oh our ETD is you know three twenty, and I was like okay cool like estimated time of delivery is going to be three twenty. Well that's like next week, so we're great. We're on time. Um, but it's and and I haven't gotten confirmation yet because time zones and stuff. But it sounds like ETD might have been estimated time of departure instead. So or expected time of departure. So it might be that we're just getting started on the day when I thought we were getting finished. Wait a minute. Anyway. What did you think ETD little, stood for? Uh time of delivery expected time of delivery. Is that what that means? I always I I don't know what it means. That's why I was so tripped up. But I posted it on the Kickstarter. I was like, oh it's gonna be here at 320 and then they're like, uh, they're like, oh yeah, you know. Um, so we'll let you know when we have the final dates. And I'm like, wait, those aren't the final dates. What did you mean when you said ETD? Now I'm worried. I haven't gotten the final word back on that yet, though. So Roaring. I'm still waiting on their email. I see. I'll post a full update, so you'll probably see the full update on the Kickstarter before you listened to this email. So whatever you read on the Kickstarter project is more correct than what you're hearing in, the, in this podcast yeah because in the kickstarter project sorry sorry to pre-invalidate your podcast marker no 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 it's absolutely fine because this is morning brad right afternoon brad is more knowledgeable learned mature yeah evening evening brad walks on three legs yeah. <laughs> oh man oh okay you sphinx let's move on to our next part of this show which honestly is one of my favorite parts and uh, based on what you've said, one of our listeners only basically listens to this part. Welcome to the 99 Questions, where we take your hot big questions, compress them into a plasma energy ball, and scream Kamikami answers into your face. Wow, these just get better and better, Marco. That one was pretty witty. Yay! You some some Fighter Z. Oh man, yes, I am still bad at it. That's okay. Some things aren't worth being good at. I guess that's true. All right. Brad, here's my first question from our lovely, lovely fans. Is Nostros Callahan a plan to be playable character? I had thoughts of him being opposite to Anath. Or Anath? Anath? Anath. Anath. 
And yeah. Now, so um, there are no plans currently to make Nostros a playable character in Battlecon. Ooh, there's um, that qualifier. You know, like he might be in other games in the future, especially um, if we go to the uh, the Eastern Continent. Indeed, like mm-hmm. you know, across the ocean hasn't been explored yet. So there's still something on that other continent, which is where Nostros claims to be from. So ah. uh, we'll eventually find out what's over there and perhaps uh, n- you know see him again. Ooh. But no, no plans for him to be a battlecon fighter at this point. I see. Huh. I wonder now, why this uh, person thought he was the opposite of Anath. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, well, I don't. We haven't talked a whole lot about Anath, and we should probably talk about her in the in a future episode. But she yeah. is related to Havoc, who is the um, you know like the basically the like god elemental of the world. And um, I see. <laughs> yeah. So so um, Nostros being her opposite, maybe as like a force of order or something. Um, oh, that said, uh, he. He is he's not meant to be, and those characters like enough uh don't really have opposites um there's not really anybody that's you know um a what would you call it like the avatar of an opposed god because the gods don't really oppose one another in indians i see Because um, i re- i remember correctly yeah. your the goddess of life is also the goddess of death, right. Mm, no, no, no. There's, they're, they're too different. But there, there are like six of, there's six of those kind of gods. I probably shouldn't get too much into cosmology. We're just in this, in the questions segment, and uh, you can, you can listen back to some of the other episodes. You can listen back to the Vana episode for more theology of Indians. Theology of Indians. We need a textbook called so the Theology dear. of Indians, right? And like, yeah. Oh man, that'll be so good. All right. So that's that. Brad, are you ready for my next question? It's, it's a fast one. Well, it's not fast. It's, it's I bet a... your next line is going to be, is there any way we can have access to the art of PCO? Huh? Wait, how? how did, uh, 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 get out of my head! <laughs> are you out? Go ahead. All right. Nani? Omae wa mo shinderu. <laughs> All right. So, is there any way we can have access to the art of VCO? Something like a level 99 Flickr page showing pixel tactics, war, and dev characters? Those arts are fantastic. So, um, I do think that we may do a new art book with Dev Remastered. Ooh. Um, we do have a... I think it's an image imager or something or like like Instagram or something with all the art. Um but it was set up years ago by JR and I don't actually know where it is anymore. So I think I can have to find Look, anybody listening to this podcast, it's in the description. I think <laughs> I know where it is and okay. I think it's an imager gallery. No. Also that messed okay. me up because I've always been pronouncing it as imger. Apparently it's imager. So I think it's meant to be immature, but who knows how these wacky, you know, new, new, newfangled tech companies are, are spelled. Anything hey. that was set up po- post 2010, like who even knows? Hey, right? hey, you have no right. You don't even know how to pronounce your own characters' names. Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> how is that any different? Moving oh. along. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, um, just in case, I don't think. 
I'm posting all of the arts for BCO necessarily, but you know, art for the games that we own continuously go up on our social media. So go to our Tumblr and go to our Facebook and see those arts there. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff on Tumblr, especially. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's the last question, Brad. And I think it is a doozy. Because I don't think I even have to answer this. Because the moment I read it, people just know the answer. What are your favorite fighter classes that you like to play the most? Hmm. Well, um, let's see here. So I know Marco's favorite fighter class is going to be um, Specialist. Uh, what? Okay, yep. look, you say that in jest. Um, and then you say that I, in jest. I, I would say that I probably, uh, probably tacticians play the most. Maybe tacticians or specialists, one of those two. Who's your in favorite Battle tactician? Con. This is Battlecon Online classes. Who's your favorite tactician? Favorite tactician? Um, probably Kimbei, currently. Uh oh, she's classified as a brawler. Uh oh. I also <laughs> like Arya. I'm a little I'm a little upset we don't have Arya in yet. Right. Oh man, I love Arya. She's cool. And if you think yeah. if you don't know what Arya's all about, Arya episode. Guys, come on. Yeah. Um so um but that's that's just for BCO. Um what about what do you play in like MMOs? What's your what class do you play? Oh, that's that's a nice way to interpret this question. By the way, earlier we were making fun of specialists. I actually, in BCO, have more games on Specialist than any other class. Oh, really? Yeah, because I uh-huh. main Riflum and Marmalee. <laughs> uh, in MMOs, though, uh, is it bad that I always play those, like... Like, if there's any class that does hand-to-hand fist combat, I pick that. That seems cool. That's fine. Brad, I just brawlers again i'm sorry that's that's okay i play like burst mages in mmo oh really you play burst mages uh, how about yeah. how about in mobas mm, yeah yeah still burst mages Li Ming is my strongest character in heroes of the storm so oh really okay yeah. i play um i'm a mix-up because um i like playing support i always like that's usually the role support I play. Is, support is pretty fun i have to say yeah um, but I guess I tend to pick tanky support, like Diablo. Like, yeah, like you know, I don't really tank for a long time, but I tank just enough to help my team, and then I die. Um, I think that's my <laughs> true calling. Is is, see. is to dive into the enemy team, kill one guy, uh, and then die myself. Um, that is that is how Diablo plays, and that is how it will always work. Mm-hmm. Right. okay interesting <laughs> yeah i mean like i don't know it's just how do i explain this i'm not very good at moba games so if my yeah. character class is you only have to play for like 10 seconds well, and the then fact the fact that you said the fact that you said i play support my main is Di- my my best support is diablo kind of kind of cues into that <laughs> Diablo Diablo is what's called a bruiser, who is actually the MOBA analog of a brawler. Oh no, Brad! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Okay, no, to be fair though, um, in League of Legends, most, a lot of supports are actually just like tank supports, like Leona or Rakan or uh-huh. uh, Braum. So these people are 
they play the support role as in like they take the lane support role they go with the, they babysit the carry but instead of like babysitting through heels they babysit by literally putting their body in between the carry and the the enemy team so oh okay so that that's just called tanking I don't know that's support like that's it's what they just call tanking. it okay that's what they call it <laughs> Okay, well, I'm not going to say that an entire genre of people are wrong, but that's just tanking. That's just ordinary, everyday tanking. Well, I guess, but like that's just how League of Legends does it, man. That's what they I, call the okay. role. Okay, like, I guess. A game game is weird. I, I have not played League of Legends yet. Um, I know I'm going to probably get more angry comments for that, <laughs> saying that alone. Oh my gosh. But, you should... uh, I, played, I played Dota, the original Dota, um, quite a bit. Yeah, and, and I didn't. I I quit because I didn't like items. And I didn't like last hit mechanics. Um, uh, and that's why I you didn't play like. Heroes. I didn't. Yeah, and I didn't like that you just like do one on one fights for half. The game is like two hours long, so <laughs> heroes fixed all those things for me. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I I really need to get into um. Oh man, they just released a new character. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Fire. I, guy. I haven't played it as much recently. Fire boy. He's a. F- I know he's a fire bat. Oh, the Starcraft fire bat. Yeah, but like they gave him a name, right? Yeah, but it's something something silly like Blaze. It like is all the the characters that are not already named characters just have ridiculous names. Yeah, like I mean Sergeant Hammer and like. Yeah, like the tank is is you know is hammered the the like the support ca- or the healer the medic is called like Lieutenant Morales. Like morale. Oh my gosh! Right? Oh, my like, you know they're they're all they're all pretty bad. Oh, I think my favorite slash the, the worst probe is called Probius. Probius, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Probius is such a bad name. Uh, oh man, I, I still uh, I still love the fact that Probius is an actual in canon lore character in the Starcraft he universe. Is? Okay, yeah. I'm kind of surprised that like Samuro is. I think Sam- Samuro is lore based, right? He's the the like samurai guy. He's he's a blade. <laughs> his name is Samuro. Yeah, I think he's yeah, actually a character. Blade Master in Warcraft wow. Three. He's actually a character. His name is Samuro. Yeah. I think that speaks more about how Blizzard's this Blizzard decides to name their characters than like yeah. I think they're just kind of bad sometimes. I, I guess it's like here's a character that you that's that we know is not memorable, so we're just gonna make his name what he is, so that you can't forget about him. Kinda, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe in that sense, you can justify it. I, I guess, but like even then, that's kind of like that's kind of like video game bad overgeneralization, right? Like, yeah. like I don't know. That's like the equivalent of like looking at Uther and going like, "That's Paladin Man," right? Like, this is this. Yeah, like, like they, they, they'd be like calling Uther like. Paladness or something. <laughs> exactly. Horrible, horrible name. Oh, uh, and I think, if I remember correctly, in the lore of StarCraft, Probius is the probe that they show in the opening cutscene wherein the Zerg are about to invade and kill this one, um, one Protoss uh, character. Mm-hmm. And then a probe comes in and drops a pylon and then summons all of the Protoss army in an instant. That probe uh-huh. is Probius. I see. So, I mean, like, that's what Blizzard said, at least. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they didn't actually have a deep backstory for this Probius character, but they were just like, hey, it's probe. Blizzard's yeah. hero choices are weird. Anyway, 
Anyway. <laughs> Brad, this episode of Suffering started out with Suffering, went into MMA and board games, and then went into a really nice conversation about um, board games and shipping. So it was kind of like a roller coaster. You know, we started yeah. low, we got high on the things that we've been doing, and then we went down low again when we started talking about shipping. And then we got high again when we um, talked it's about. Been, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, it's a wild ride, and I think it's a low an, point. An emotional once more. roller coaster, exactly. Because podcast, oh man, and you know, we we even introduced a new piece of podcast technology that reads people's minds. So, yeah. honestly, I'm I'm tuckered out, Brad. I think it's time for us to abscond and youth roll out of this podcast. Okay, well, uh, we'll just roll roll on. All right, you spin me, baby. Right round, right round. When you go down, let's end this podcast. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much uh. for listening to this episode of the Level Cap Podcast. <laughs> um, if you, what this, what this, okay, look, something's wrong. I with don't me. know. I don't know. I don't know. Something's wrong with it, me. It must. The suffering must be taking control. Ah, the right. suffering. If you like this anyway. episode of the podcast, please consider giving us a few comments in the comment section down below. You can ask us any of the questions you want us to do a specific question, do a specific segment, do a specific character, anything really. Just put it in the comment section down below and we'll get there as soon as we can. Um, if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hate this podcast, what do they do, Brad? Uh, share it with an enemy, I suppose. And excellent. And as usual, it has been me, your host, Marco DeSantos, also known as Mechanic Rigging, and with me has been my suffering partner. Don't forget your special action. Brad, that's not your name. Oh, whoops. Sorry. Brad Talton. Yes. And as usual, <laughs> don't forget your special action. And thank you, World of Indians. Thank you, and good night. Brad Talton. Ha 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 ha!